Hello, everyone. Welcome back to an all-new episode of the Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast. We are the show that takes a deep dive into the world of 80s cartoons and all of the glorious insanity therein. My name is Randy. I am your host on this journey. And, of course, I'm not alone. I am joined once again by my friend and my co-host, Phil. Phil, how you doing today, brother? Dude, I am doing okay. Glad to be here another day, man. Let's let's get this thing on the road. I'm glad you guys are back with us. And before we get into all of our hijinks today, of course, I got to let you know that a Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast is a production of Geek World Order. Go to geekworldorder.com for all the latest and greatest geeky content and media. Of course, we're on social media as well. Facebook, look us up at Geek World Order and Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast. And we're also on Twitter and Instagram, both at Geek World Order. And of course, we are on all of the major podcast providers, iTunes and Spotify and Stitcher and Google and really anywhere you can subscribe to a podcast. We're there. Leave us a comment. Leave us a review. Give us that five star and all that good stuff. Ask us about our OnlyFans. We don't have an OnlyFans. (laughs) Not yet. No. (laughs) All right. So today we have an episode of the ghostbusters for you and they're not just any ghostbusters they're the real ghostbusters not to be confused with the gorilla (laughs) (laughs) we'll have to do an episode of that eventually oh my god (laughs) yeah Uh, so today our episode starts up with the ecto-1 pulling up to a building and our Ghostbusters, they just go straight inside. They barrel in here, dude. Oh, hell yeah. They were on high alert. And we find out that they are at the library. And they're busting ghosts that are taking the form of uh, some very different and uh, very classic characters from literature. Uh, these ghosts take the form of Frankenstein, Captain Ahab, and Mr. Hyde. Yeah, so these are shapeshifter types, I guess. Yeah. Pretty interesting. Yeah, they take care of that. They go outside. There's even a crowd cheering for them. (laughs) Yeah, they're pretty famous. Yo, I love how it's like an everyday thing, though, like in New York. Yeah. It was like, ah, it's a freaking ghost. Bruh, what is up with New York, man? Yo, they just get the weirdest shit. It's like America's Tokyo. It's like ghosts everywhere. (laughs) And then for some reason, like... All the comic books, man, everything happens in New York. Seriously, it's freaking American Tokyo. Yeah, like, pretty much everything Marvel-related is centered around New York. Hell yeah. I mean, Gotham and Metropolis and D.C. are fictional parts of New York. I think the only exception was Venom. That was like San Francisco or some crap, right? I have no clue. I mean... Like some somewhere in California. I don't know. I, I thought that was interesting. Uh, you talking about that live action movie? Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen it. Oh, dude. It's actually... It's not bad. Nothing to do with the storyline, but not bad. Yeah. So we keep going over to our Ghostbusters. Uh, we switch to a scene of Winston and Ray uh, trapping a 
small cyclops-looking ghost harassing a convenience store clerk. And bro, the Ecto-1 is full of traps. Hell yeah, dude. They got a heavy haul this time. They are working... Oh, it looks like they are working overtime. <laughs> Black Friday for Ghostbusters. Right. <laughs> They're making that money. Hell yeah. So yeah, after this round of calls, they go back to the firehouse and... Uh, Janine is basically working three phone lines at once. Oh man, don't we know that life? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Ghostbusters are tired AF. And like, yeah, no. And we learn about more of their ghosts. Uh, apparently Ray had to trap a, a ghost lobster at a restaurant. Yeah. And Peter's like, so, uh, any more calls? And there is a list. We have a Class 4 disturbance at the World Trade Center. Uh-huh. Man, that's crazy to hear references to the World Trade Center Serious. nowadays. I, yeah, dude, I was just about to say that. That's like, whoo. Like, oh, yeah. Dude, man. So like, long ago. Right? Uh, we have a phantom garbage truck rampaging through Queens. <laughs> of course. Ghost of course terrorists at the UN protesting the Monroe Doctrine. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, some guy named Samsa called and said he was possessed by a giant cockroach. Oh, shit. I forgot about that part. Yeah, those uh, these ghosts are on 100. They're on 100, dude. Yeah, no. So, we we definitely realize why they're being worked so hard. Um, so, Egon pulls out his uh, PKE meter, and the thing starts smoking. Oh, yeah. Like, there is so much paranormal activity going on. It's, like, just straight up. Bro, and, like, one, like... <laughs> There's a hand like popping out of one of the ghost traps. Like, oh, ghosts yeah. are trying to get out. They're like, and that never, that almost never happens. Like, the ghost is literally like trying to pry himself out of the trap. You know, like Winston is like oh, having like, this shit. Winston's having like stomp on the trap to get him back in there. He's like, yeah, let me go get these to the uh, oh, what's that thing called again? Uh, the containment unit. Yeah, the containment unit. Damn, dude. And, like, apparently it's getting full. Because I guess there's something called a Klein bottle that Ray's like, well, we're going to have to add another one. <laughs> Hell so like, yeah. Yeah, the containment unit is filling up. And that thing is big. So, yeah. So, at this point, Janine's like, oh, yeah, my apartment is haunted, too. Yeah, and they poor poor Janine. I like her. Oh, dude. Oh, Bro. by the way, dude, the animation was so crisp. Dude, it was so nice. I'm like, is is this the nineties? <laughs> it was nice though, dude. And Janine was looking damn good. Mm-hmm. Oh, we'll get to. Oh, we'll get to that. Uh huh. Bruh. So. After Janine's like, yeah, my apartment's haunted. 
They're like, um, yeah, no, we're going to go deal with this crisis. It's like, yeah, basically they told her just to, like, you know, take a number. Yeah. They pretty much shit on her. So, yeah, after that, Janine just goes home. And she is greeted to all of her furniture being stuck to the ceiling. <laughs> Dude, she was not having it. Bruh. So, she, like, oh man. Dude, these ghosts straight up pop out and are like laughing at her. Yeah, they're just messing with her. Bruh. This was ridiculous, man. And then all the furniture comes crashing down. I felt so bad for her, man. Because she was just like, all right, guys, enough is enough. Like, stop it. You know, she basically just like, whatever, I'm going to bed. Yeah. She was completely done with the day. No fear, no nothing. She's like, ah, fuck this. So the next morning she wakes up and gets out of bed, crashes to the floor because her bed is floating in the air. (laughs) Oh, shit. Poor Janine. So, so Janine's like, whatever, I'll go take a shower. And brah. Who? Brah. (laughs) Also, Janine without, Janine without glasses. She's hot, man. I'm sorry, Janine is, mm mm the, the the glasses do not help her. No. She took them glasses off. Was like, uh, hold up, hold it's up. Like, like, damn, who are you again? <laughs> so, yeah. We call she... we call this a tune motor. <laughs> so yeah, she turns on the shower, and frogs start coming out. That was messed up, bruh. So she just grabs that towel and's like, yeah, no, she's done. Yeah, that towel don't last long, though. Yeah, she arrives at the firehouse, fully dressed, of course. Did you notice her towel, like, flew off when she ran? (laughs) I was like, dude. (laughs) We can't see any of it. So Yeah, she gets to the firehouse, and she's pretty mad. She's, Hell yeah. She's ready to go off on them. She mad AF. She's like, uh, listen, Slimer, where are they? Yeah, she, he's like, um, yeah, they're not here. <laughs> right. So Janine is like, yeah, I'm done. And she grabs one of Peter's uniforms. Yeah, she's like, I'll do this shit myself. She and pulled a proton a th- pack. Yeah, she basically pulled a Thanos. I was like, fine, I'll do it myself. I was like, wait a minute. They they have more than four proton packs? Eh, gotta have some backups, I guess. <laughs> so we go across town. And we're at a bank or something. The The Ghostbusters are in a shootout. Yeah, an actual shootout. Like, they're shooting the proton packs at these ghosts who may or may not have been portrayed a little bit racist. 
Yeah, man. Like, these ghosts oh, are portrayed shit. to be very thug-like. Yeah. And... Bruh, they got, like, they got, like, bullets, like, strapped around them. Bruh. Yeah, and, of course, the ghosts are, um, they're, they're basically black. Yeah. These were dark-skinned ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> little, so uh, it's like, little bro, that, uh. I didn't know they had dark skin ghosts. Oh, shit. Yeah, a little bit of that uh, intentional or unintentional 80s racism. We... Yeah, they were... they were trying to get that money. They were trying to get that bag. Um, yeah, very questionable choices here when we look back on <laughs> it in 2020. Oh, shit. Nope, nope. Yeah, I don't know if anybody thought of these things in you know the 1980s when this show was made, but nah. probably not. Probably too busy doing cocaine. I'm pretty sure. But yeah, straight up sh- shootout here. Um, but yeah, so Ray and Egon get this crazy idea to to daisy chain like five traps together. And basically <laughs> they set up a point of like, you know, Basically set up a pincers movement on these ghosts to try to get them Seriously. into a spot. It was like it was like throwing down getaway spikes almost. Yeah. So they pretty much lured them in, set the traps off, and got all of them. Uh, so we get back to the Ecto one and they're loading the traps into the into the back. They kind of make the observation it was kind of like how um when gozer was around yeah but egon's kind of like well not really it's not really the same kind of situation but he has gathered enough evidence to more or less realize that they're all kind of coming from the same source mhm which is also bad. Cause... Very bad. But Egon cannot locate it because of apparently something called spectral static. And basically there's so much of this ghost activity that they can't even track the source of it with their PKE meters. Yep. So basically they know it's coming from one source, but they don't know where the hell it is. Mm-hmm. So we go back to the, uh, oh man. So, yeah, so Janine and Slimer, they come back to the apartment. And, brah. So they get back there in the cab. <laughs> and straight up the, the, the taxi driver's like, hey, uh, oh wait, no, actually, that, was it this scene or the later scene? Uh, never mind. Never mind. I'm, getting, it, I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah, I think I might be the late. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. That's a later scene. No worries. <laughs> so, yeah, so they get to the apartment. And we learn it's about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. So, Janine's wandering around. Slimer's just like, nah, actually, I don't want to deal with this. And he goes and hides in a cabinet. I don't get that. Slimer's a fucking ghost. What the hell's gonna happen to him? 
but he's an ally of the Ghostbusters, though. Bitches. Well, he's kind okay. of. A, <laughs> he's basically blacklisted in the ghost world. Pretty much. So yeah, so Janine's wandering around with the proton pack, and then she says it. She says the line. I ain't afraid of no ghosts. I clapped. <laughs> Seriously, I clapped. I'm like, Jan- go ahead, Janine. And then the ghosts start throwing stuff at her. Yep. Like, oh, you're not afraid, huh? <laughs> and then Janine's first first hit self-assignment as a Ghostbuster ends when the ghosts wrap her in a blanket. <laughs> easily at that yeah this was pretty bad very easily yeah so we cut back to the uh the the ecto one with our ghostbuster crew and as they're kind of going around egon is getting some better readings now and he seems to be that and he seems to notice that he's getting a lot of heavy concentration in Midtown Manhattan. Oh, yeah. It's about to hit the fan. Mm-hmm. So they head off to their next job, which is apparently at Gracie Mansion. <laughs> they have a Class 9 free-roaming vapor. Mm-hmm. And, as our Ghostbus- and the Ghostbusters pass by Rockefeller Plaza. And there's yeah. just this giant statue of Atlas. Yeah. Well, it's, it looked like a big old bronze statue, right? Yeah. Something like that. But damn, dude. Yeah. Basically, Atlas with the world on his shoulders. Yeah. So the statue of Atlas just takes that big sphere off of his back <laughs> and just chucks it like a bowling ball. I was just going to say, he chucked the shit out of that thing. So... Yeah. He almost almost killed him. Almost killed the Ghostbusters. Yeah, they managed to dodge that. But then they just crash into like a light pole. Yep. So of course they head on out and uh try to do their thing, but uh Well, we run into a little problem. Um it's not exactly responding to the Proton Packs. Nah, baby. It's not working. It's apparently this energy that brought it to life there's so much of it that it's literally that's like literally counteracting the proton beams bad boys are useless yeah so our ghostbusters decide to kind of make a tactical retreat to regroup and they run into the ice rink Right there at Rockefeller Plaza. And this ghost is like shooting beams out. Oh yeah, shooting like Lord Frieza finger beams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so basically they decided to shoot out the ice under the statue. So he sinks into the hole. And right at this point, a news crew arrives. Oh, oh my god, they were annoying as shit. Yo, they're like trying to interview the Ghostbusters like as they're falling down. Yeah, like in the middle of the fight. Like the dude's trying to ask Winston questions. And they're just sitting there like, 
dude, we're trying to stop a ghost here. What is your problem? <laughs> he like had the microphone right in his face and shit. Dude. So yeah, unfortunately, it's uh, just enough of a distraction that the uh, statue ghost here fires off a beam. And our Ghostbusters are gone. Yep, they disappeared. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, so, of course, we have a lovely dramatic tension here. Uh, so, of course, you know what that means. It's time for a commercial break. We'll so, uh, be back. Yep. <laughs> uh, see you in a couple. See you in a minute or two here. Space Stars will return after these messages. I'll make a cottage and hide inside with the Lucky Charms, the crunchy oat cereal with marshmallow surprises, pink hearts, yellow moons, orange stars, green clovers, and blue diamonds. It must taste delicious. Thanks. Where are your Lucky Charms? Right here, my friends. They're part of this good nutritious breakfast. Rotten Lucky Charms. They're magically delicious. They're magically delicious. Intruders in Cloud City, touch down and investigate. From Kenner's Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back collection, Twin Pod Cloud Car. Best friend Guard, who is she? I'm Princess Leia. I'm being followed, Lando. Quick, get in. Lando Calrissian and other action figures each sold separately. You can open and close both cockpits and push the landing gear up. Don't worry, they'll never catch you now. Twin Pod Cloud Car from Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back collection. Action figures each sold separately from Kenner. We now return to our program. All right, and we are back. And as we come back, we're back at Janine's apartment. And we see Slimer, who has decided to come out of the cabinet. And he's got to go strap. Little bitch. So he, so he sets the trap near Janine. And he hauls it around the corner. And he literally, like, stretches his arm out super far <laughs> and punches down on the trap and sets it off. Why couldn't he do that in the first place? Well, here's the thing. Slimer is a ghost. And he was getting pulled towards the trap. Yes. I thought he was done for. <laughs> Dude, man, he... He managed to hold on long enough that it captured the three ghosts and they managed to trap him. So yeah, Slimer is the hero here. It makes me wonder how strong he really is. Right. Because he held on for dear life and did not get sucked in. It was close though. It, yeah, it was very close. It's like, Yeah, I'm sure he was dreading doing that. Ah, true. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So at this point, they um, so they return to the firehouse, uh, to wait for the Ghostbusters to show back up from whatever mission they're on. Uh, but at that point is right when they see a news report come on, uh, showing the recap of the Ghostbusters disappearing. They got blasted. They did. <laughs> so they're like, all right, well. We're going to have to take a look at this. So they rush off to Rockefeller Plaza in a taxi. Yep. Ah, so here's the part where I was I was getting ahead of myself. 
So once they get there, they give the money, and the cab's like, the cab driver's like, yeah, no, the, that'll be an extra 20 bucks for what he left behind. Yeah. <laughs> Slammer. Yeah, he jizzed all in the Yeah, he jizzed all in the back of the seat. I mean, which is pretty consistent with Slimer. He probably, like, phased through the chair or something. Mm-hmm. Because anytime Slimer phases through something, there's, <laughs> there is slime left where he enters and exits. Uh, he leaves that ecto-DNA everywhere. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Janine just starts taking readings, but then realizes she doesn't know how to actually read the PKE meter. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of wandering around, kind of like, ah, oh, crap, what are we going to do? You know, how are we going to find the ghosts? You know, how are we going to find much. the guys? But then she realized, you know, they've had so many captured ghosts from this area. Maybe one of them will know what happened. Mm-hmm. So they return to the firehouse. Thinking and, outside uh, the box. And, uh, literally. Slimer gets, a uh, voluntold. He's going into the containment unit. <laughs> I actually got to hand it to him on that one. Yeah, too. They do not like Slimer. No. And he went in there. Bruh. So, yeah, he <laughs> went in there. But dude, he is like scared crap. Hell yeah. Shit, if I was Slammer, I would be too. Yeah. But he but he happens to find those uh thug ghosts from earlier. Yeah, the darkies. And they're <laughs> okay. speaking and he overhears them talking about someone named Proteus and the fact that he's in the Eerie building. But as right as they give that information, the ledge that Slimer is kind of leaning on gives out and he falls. Yep. Although I'm surprised he wasn't found out before because like as we as he's going through this area, like you can tell the containment area is getting full. There are ghosts like everywhere. And they didn't notice him. Yeah, I don't know how. So yeah, they realize and they start chasing after Slimer. And the crowd starts to get bigger. It's like as they run through, um, there are go- ghosts start to join in on the chase. Oh, they want to F him up. But Slimer makes it back just in time. And they some of them start to come out of the containment unit. And Janine is just standing there with the proton pack just aimed right at the at the containment unit. She's like, try me. <laughs> Freaking, I gotta, dude, I really gotta hand it to Janine, man. She she did her damn thing in this episode. Yeah. yeah she's like, no, no. Try me, try me, bitches. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, okay, so, yeah. And Slimer had some kind of, like, recording device strapped to his back. So they go over it, you know, they listen to the, you know, to the reconnaissance he got, and they look up the Erie building. 
And so there's only one eerie list building listed in Manhattan. So they get on the elevator and just go up and up. And Janine's reading it. And it just kind of, you know, it's like starts slow, kind of gets high. And then they just kind of, and then it gets low again. It's like, okay, hold on, go back down, go back down. On this 26 building floor uh, with an unmarked 13th floor. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's got to be the 13th floor. Um, <laughs> which right. that's common in hotels and a lot of office buildings is for some reason they don't, you know, they don't have an actual 13th floor. That is a little odd. Um, it's an old superstitious thing. Um, you know, with all the various connotations around the number 13, mm-hmm. it, it's absolutely common in hotels. I don't think oh, I've wow. ever. I don't think I've ever stayed at a hotel, or one that had was that tall, that actually had a marked thirteenth floor. Literally, it went from twelfth floor to fourteenth floor. Oh, damn! I never really noticed it. Yeah, no, that's pretty common. That's crazy. Yeah, they. St- so basically, Janine just kind of st- um, stops the hits the emergency stop right after the fourteenth floor. And they step out into Proteus Unlimited. <laughs> yeah. And there's like a demon receptionist who's like, you have an appointment? Seriously. Bruh. That receptionist was like more annoying than Roz from uh, Monsters, Inc. <laughs> yeah. Wazowski. <laughs> What? Get back to work, Wazowski. Holy shit. Oh, freaking Roz. That is wonderful. Yeah. Bro. And Janine doesn't just barge through the doors. She blasts them open. Janine has had it, man. (laughs) She's freaking had it. She's done. Seriously. She has had enough. Like... Like her, her, her apartment is haunted. No one will help her. She's had to do this by herself. Now the Ghostbusters get went and got themselves captured. Seriously, and now she has to freaking rescue them. She she's is like, not having it. She's like, I do not have time for this. Like she doesn't even have time to kick the doors down. She's like, boom, blast them. <laughs> she's blasting everything. So they walk through the door, and they find a big conference room that is lined with mirrors. Of course. So they find the Ghostbusters trapped in one of the mirrors, and they're like, no, just run. Just get out of here. Run. And we learn that Proteus is apparently a pretty powerful god. Yeah. Uh, Apparently, he's referred to as a primal god. Uh, much like in the same class as Gozer. So we get and right as they mention him, Proteus himself goes through and kind of goes through a few different forms until he settles upon one that I guess you would say resembles like your your standard Greek gods. Yeah, yeah, he did. 
And Janine's like kind of like a Zeus Hercules vibe going yes. on. Yes. Janine was not impressed. Nah, she was not. <laughs> no. So she fires and the and the stream does nothing. Of course. Which basically looks like it has to do with the mirrors. Uh, I forget exactly how it worked, but it it seemed like probably because of like how he shapeshifts and kind of phases around. Oh uh, yeah. It um I don't it was it was it was weird. Yeah. So I would it, think that's I, I would think that's it. You're right. Yeah. So at this point, Slimer just kind of dives in and flies all around Proteus. Uh, so it actually gives him a moment, Janine, a moment to actually shoot at one of the mirrors. Yeah, Slimer's and... getting pretty brave, and like you know, as time goes on. Yeah. So at this point, it's like ah. And basically, once she shoots, like, the one mirror, the beam kind of, like, reflects through all of them. And Proteus is pretty much caught offline. Dude, He's caught how... off guard. Because, <laughs> like, he's firing, like, bolts at her. And apparently, like, the beams he's firing off overload. Like, his mirrors were his strength and his weakness at the same time. Yep. It was pretty screwed. And so this causes the the mirrors to start shattering. So the Ghostbusters are free. And they haul it. Yep. Because at this point, uh, once they are the adequate cartoon required distance away, (laughs) that 13th floor goes bye-bye. Uh-huh. I love the adequate cartoon distance away. <laughs> that is great. Because, of course, our heroes have to get a safe distance away before everything explodes. Of course, and do that little, like, explodey jump. Right. Because, you know, yeah. cool guys, <laughs> don't look at explosions. <laughs> oh, man. Good old explodey jump. So yeah, so they get back to the firehouse and um, they notice that the phone isn't ringing. And Ray's like, well, yeah, since we beat Proteus, obviously there's not going to be as much activity. So yeah, everything's pretty much back to normal. Mm-hmm. So like, what about that money, though? Yeah. So they kind of go back and forth and Janine's kind of joking like, eh, maybe I should go into business for myself. <laughs> of course, she had to throw a little shade. Uh-huh. And Peter's like, or you could just keep your old job, maybe with a little raise. True. And she's like, okay, on one condition. Y'all keep my apartment ghost-free. Except for him. Yeah, Slimer gonna hit that. <laughs> <laughs> Give her that ecto-goo. So yeah, she got it worked into her contract to keep her place ghost-free. Considering what they go through on a daily basis, that's not a bad deal. Yeah. Oh, dude, man, this, this episode was fun. It was really fun, man. And to see Janine do her thing, that was that was freaking right. great. 
Not to I mention l- to see her take them glasses off. Yeah. <laughs> I love... It's kind of weird. Like, I mean, I guess she's a main cast character, but she almost gets treated like a side character. Yeah, she's kind of like the chick on Star Trek where you only see the back of her head all the damn time. Wait, which Trek? Classic Trek? Classic Trek. Oh, uh, Uhura. Yeah. No, but you get to see her shine this time. Right. And it's nice. Right. So it's just she kind of like this weird line between a main cast and a side character. But I love when shows give side characters a chance to shine. Seriously, like she definitely had her I will call it fifteen minutes of fame. But it was it was great. Oh yeah, no, dude. Uh so many shows that really get the side characters right. Uh, one of my favorite examples is always uh, Deep Space Nine, because there's there's oh. so many there's so many like recurring guest characters, but a lot of those characters get significant episodes of their own. Nice, especially some of the Ferengi characters like Nog and Rom. Yeah, so they all pretty much get a t- get a chance to show what they're made of, right. <laughs> And it really helps when you have all this world building and you go, you know, you can do things with characters besides your main cast. This is true. And it can benefit the main cast. And people love the underdog. Right? Seriously, when the underdog is like enough's enough and starts whooping ass, Mm -hmm. you got yourself a good episode. Right. Because there are so many episodes of this series where you're, you know, Janine is just kind of like a plot point. Yep. It's like, okay. Or her role is basically, okay, here's the call. Go on. You know, or she just, or she's just there to be like, Ghostbusters, insert sarcastic line here. Right. And you know, it's kind of sad that, you know, when it, when someone who's basically a main cast member is just like, one note yeah seriously they're just like that monotone slip a quick joke in kind of like character yep it's like all right here's your purpose say your line it's like that's it's like that simpsons mean say the line (laughs) says the line yay seriously that's that's janine for a lot of episodes like ghostbusters what do you want? I don't care. Yeah, and that's basically what her character is, but not this time. It's like, oh, she has actual emotion and motives and... Yeah, oh. that, that that definitely helps. Oh, they actually pay her enough that she doesn't have to live at the firehouse. Yeah, she got her own spot. Didn't even know that. Right. So they must be making... So she must make more than the Ghostbusters actually do. Yeah. So they all pretty much live at the firehouse. Well, you never know when, uh, you know, the paranormal's gonna pop off. Or at least Egon does. I'm pretty sure he lives at the firehouse. Oh, he has to. With everything he's always concocting. Peter maybe has his own place. Yeah, for his, uh... Or he's renting a lot of hotels. 
Man, those hotels add up in New York, dude. I don't know. They, they've they got to make some pretty good money. Oh, dude. I mean, I don't know about the 80s, man, but from what I hear, like, current day, it is insane to live Oof. in New York. Yes, it is. Especially the area where this show takes place. It's like, gotten more expensive, if anything. You know, if they're, like, in the heart of New York and pretty close to, like, Rockefeller Plaza and kind of like new york city locations like that Ooh. oh yeah those are expensive spots uh-huh and i'm sure they weren't i'm sure they weren't cheap in like 1986 either oh no i mean i was gonna say i wonder what the rent on that firehouse is oh geez the containment you know, if it, like in 2020, the containment unit would be like in a storage, in like in a storage unit. Yep. Paying like 50 bucks a month of rent for it. <laughs> right. And then the main, and then their main office would be like another storage unit right next to it. Pretty much. Bro. Actually, no. I think it's more than that. Yo, like I've. I looked up storage unit prices recently. They are a little hefty on the month-to-month basis. Oh yeah, I've people are like building like homes out of those things now. Right. I kind of looked as like, well, what would it cost to rent a uh, like a storage unit to be like, oh hey, maybe make like a a studio out of it or kind of like a, right. a office to get away from. Because, you know, I've only been working from home for, like, I don't even know how long anymore. Since cough, cough. I'm like, oh, man. Yeah, man. So, um, but yeah, no, I'm like, oh, no, actually, it's a little pricey on the month-to-month basis. Especially if you want, if you would want one that's, like, big enough to actually be an office. And air-conditioned at that. Yeah, no, they can run like yeah. a couple hundred bucks a month. Yeah, if you want the air conditioned units, definitely. You know, it's probably like I've seen them like two hundred bucks a month. Oof! It's like f f it's that. Like, yeah, no, may, may as well just rent an office space at that point. But I'm like, um, no, I I need to have like I don't have a job where i could justify renting an office at this point right would be nice though yeah it'd be nice hey you never know we might uh we'll end up with a studio one day who knows (laughs) yeah yeah have somewhere to actually do our shows this is uh definitely an interesting time we live in man it is oh my god is literally the difference between my uh home office and my work office is um turning is uh turning my chair 90 degrees <laughs> some people dream of that and like we were kind of forced to do it right now it's like yeah not as fun when you're forced to do it nah when you're forced to do something fun it's not it's that much fun anymore it's just it's a chore it's work yeah no Oh, yeah, no, I, I wouldn't want to know what the rent on that firehouse is. Oof, nope. Even back then. 
Well, whatever they're making, they're they're doing well. Especially to afford all those get you know all the material for those gadgets they make. Uh huh. Because that can't be that can't be cheap. Something that contain ghosts and yeah, like, like battle ectoplasmic life forms or whatever. I mean, either that or they got some like ridiculous uh, credit card bills. Or that, yeah, that's true. Yep. <laughs> credit card bills they will never pay off. Seriously. Because, you know, I'm pretty sure at least three of them live at the firehouse. I'm pretty convinced. Yeah, but I enjoyed that, dude. That was uh, that was that was really fun. This was like, fun. Janine and Slimer did their thing. Mm-hmm. My man got brave. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he's pretty much blacklisted by the ghost community. Oh, dude, they... They do not like him. No. He sides like, with the humans. Yeah. That's pretty much every episode with a ghost. Yeah. He's like, really? oh, he's a human lover. Pretty much, man. Yeah, yeah that's it's like... Uh, that's pretty high up there in the ghost world of crimes. It... <laughs> right? It's like, oh, no. He works with the humans. Like... That's like basically the ghost equivalent of like being a registered sex offender. <laughs> Yo, I mean that's basically how they treat Slimer. You work with humans. You put your name on the list. <laughs> yeah, Slimer is Damn. on the re- is on the offenders list. Undead's most wanted. Right. <laughs> That's funny. That's basically how it is. It, when you think about it. Slimer's like, <laughs> a sex offender. Oh, shit. He's a, regi- he's a registered uh, human offender. Pretty much. Oh, my God. That's fucking funny. <laughs> the, these are the kind of realizations we come up to. When we record at the times we do. Yeah. Yes, we do. Oh, man. Yeah, no. That that realization just came to me. It's like, wow. Slimer's basically a registered offender. Oh, my God. The they, can make a, they can make a whole episode just off that. Oh, my God. Slimer getting rejected left and right by, like, ghosts. Yeah. It's like no, you. Like you work with humans. It's like try to get a job in the ghost. Try to get a I job know. in the ghost world is like, yeah, <laughs> your uh your background check came in. Uh, we learned you're a registered human offender. Right, he's trying to move into the neighborhood. It's like, yeah, you're gonna have to put a sign in your yard. Seriously. And if you move in here, we're gonna have to tell all of the neighbors. <laughs> He's walking. He's walking down the sidewalk. The other ghosts make their kids turn their heads. Like, don't look at him. He's like, ah, unclean, unclean. <laughs> shame, shame, shame. Oh my god. Uh, why? Why do we have these realizations? Because we're adults now, and our childhood's ruined. 
Yeah, really. This is what happens when you watch these cartoons and you're in your 30s. Childhood is ruined and we killed it. Yep. We have thoroughly stepped on our childhoods and went, yep, it's dead. (laughs) You're welcome, folks. He's dead, Jim. (laughs) Oh, shit. You guys want to see a dead childhood? (laughs) Stop. Stop, he's already dead. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, But I think that'll do it for this episode, folks. Thanks for uh, sticking around and listening to us here and uh, our crazy mid-30s ramblings on, uh, you know, cartoons meant for children. Uh, But this has been another episode of the Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast. Be sure to check us out at geekworldorder.com. Check us out on social media. And, of course, subscribe to the podcast on your podcast provider of choice. And uh, we'll see you next time, guys. Bring that ass back here, boy.